Welcome back to the Run Alive Intervals. It was so good this week to have Martin Yelling on the show. The full interview is so rich in content that we could have pulled out any number of clips from it. But we were really struck and challenged by the clarity Martin spoke with about his approach to coaching. And it's something that you can apply as a coach or at work as a leader or manager or even at home as a parent. That approach where we're more interested in the life of the individual than in their stated goals. You know, relational coaching is I'm interested in you as a human first. Mm. Right. So I'm not I'm less interested in your performance. I'm more interested in you as a human being. So inherent in that is I'm more interested in your health. I'm more interested in your well-being. I'm more Mm. interested in your relationship with your family. You know, I'm more interested in your capacity to live a healthy, happy life than I am whether you run three hours and 59 minutes for a marathon. And talking of coaching, just a reminder that this season of the podcast is sponsored by Run Unbound Coaching, my coach. And James Riley popped in to tell us a little bit about why he is sponsoring the podcast this season. Comes back to collaboration, Ed. You know, we're better working together. You know, Run Unbound and Run Alive are two sort of running startups. And what I really like about Run On Live is the stories you help your guests tell about how running changed their life. And, you know, that's what Run Unbound is really about. It's about personalised training, support and the collaboration to bring joy to people's lives through running. You can find out more about Run Unbound at rununbound.com. So let's jump into the episode. We started off by asking Martin about his approach to coaching. I do coach. I coach a lot less than I used to. So I coach at different levels. I, I coach lots of people in quite a generic way. So I'm still, uh, like, for about the last 10 years, I've been the, the official London Marathon coach. So that might see me write programs for 50,000 people, and I have to do it in a very generic way. Mm. Um, I work with teams, so I might work with some charity teams or some corporate teams um, or some, like, celeb-type teams. Um or I work at an individual level, and I work only at a small, very, very f- small number of people um, doing that. And that's probably what I enjoy the most. And I think the reason I enjoy that the most is because my philosophy around coaching is quite relational. Mm. So it's a, a, you know, a person-centered approach. Often people come to me for coaching and think they want to go faster or think they want certain things in their running or triathlon whereas in fact they their lives are wrapped up in so much com- complexity um you know the the training might be an outlet or the training might be avoidance or the training it can be for all sorts of reasons and when you get to know somebody well in coaching you can um you're, you're able to do several things you're you're able to set their training according to what they need which mm. is very different to according to what you think they should do mm. it's a really <laughs> important distinction so lots mm. of people will write a program co- coaches in inverted commas um my daughter told me that only old people do that you know that what's that called <laughs> when you do that with your fingers like I, I you do the inverted I'm commas too, with your fingers. Too young to know, Martin. Uh, uh, air quotes. Yeah, like yeah, that, that yeah. like air quotes. Yeah, she's like, oh, you know, old people do air quotes. Um, <laughs> so you know, w- when you coach somebody, 
when I coach someone, I want to coach them to what they need rather than what I should tell them to do. They need to do. So fundamentally, I'm not a telling coach or a pushing coach. I'm an open coach that provides scaffolding for people to find out. Help, I help people find out what works best for them. And then we deploy that, we execute that in, in their own training. We're constantly reviewing that as an approach. Mm. So we work together so that um, you know, they can achieve the outcomes that, that they want. So um, I will try and understand what they are, try and understand them as a person, and then mm. collectively, collaboratively build build a, an approach to whatever they're doing that mm. that works for them giving them what they need to get from their training whilst also meeting you know their kind of personal personal goals ed it looks like it's steaming up so we're on camera we're, I, well, I can see gary and ed and, <laughs> yeah. and they can see me and i realize this is audio but just for effect ed's little pod that he's now in it's gone very steamy. Are you all right, Ed? <laughs> it, it does look warm in there, mate. You okay? It is. It is actually quite warm. Uh, not. It's not just because I'm starstruck talking to you, Martin. Ed's just, Ed's just <laughs> taking his sweater off. Things are going downhill. <laughs> Thank goodness we don't release this on video. Um, Martin, can I? Can I? Can I? Because so you talked about the relational approach there yes and there'll be people listening to this who are not necessarily coaches but maybe they're a manager in a business or um they've got colleagues and i'm just curious about how you negotiate or almost get permission to take that type of approach with people who maybe come with an assumption <clears throat> that this is how we're going to do we're going to do this a different way you're going to write me a plan you're well, going to yeah, beat me right. how, how do you get yeah people you know, sometimes people want Time and trust is probably the answer mm. to that. To that, you know, relational coaching is. I'm interested in you as a human first, mm. right? So I'm not. I'm less interested in your performance. I'm more interested in you as a human being. So mm. inherent in that is, I'm more interested in your health. I'm more interested in your well-being. I'm mm. more interested in your relationship with your family. You know, I'm more interested in your capacity to live a healthy, happy life than mm. I am whether you run three hours and 59 minutes for a marathon. Now, I hope those two things can be compatible, right? But they're not, they're often not. So, mm. you know, I can, uh, um, so, you know, part of being a good relational coach is that you're not necessarily the expert in that person's life. They are. Mm. You know, when they're the expert, your role is to draw out from them how you can best integrate the training that they want to do into the life that they have. Mm -hmm. So in order to build a positive, healthy, relational connection with someone else, particularly if it's remote, you know, I don't go in the house and, you know, watch box sets of modern family together. <laughs> you know, often it's like it, it, it takes time. And, and simple conversation and genuinely, openly listening mm. to them mm. and hearing them. So they're two different things, right? Some, if I'm trying to hear someone and really hear them, then I'll really listen and then I'll respond in what I say and what their plan looks like. I don't just give them a plan. 
you know so there might be a set of expectations around coaching that a coach tells you what to do mm-hmm. they're didactic in their approach mm-hmm. you know they 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 give you a set of instructions and you follow them right and you achieve your success okay well i just don't subscribe to that particularly with um you know when you're doing one to one type coaching it's more important that a person um you know leads a, a i think a happy and healthy life which is effectively what most people want mm-hmm. from their most people want from their coaching they just don't know it when they first come they think they want to run <laughs> a few seconds quicker for a marathon or whatever yeah. um but eventually we get there so time patience trust and all the qualities that you would put into establishing a healthy, happy relationship. Mm. How do you make sure that um, that they? Because you know that's that does take time. It's it's going to be very relational, and maybe the answer is in the question, really. But what? Uh, how do you make sure that they don't end up as being dependent on you as the coach? Well, that's a great question um, because my goal is, in fact, to. Um, to, to not do that at all. Um, <laughs> my my goal in coaching is to make myself redundant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is contrary to what a lot of coaching mindsets might be. When I say redundant, I, I don't kind of mean an employment point of view, although that often that can happen. Mm-hmm. But often, actually, what happens is the complete reverse of that. So instead of having a high churn of people I work with, I have longevity and sustainability with people I work with because we establish meaningful coaching relationships Mm. over time. You know, Um, sometimes it's short term because they might have a specific goal in mind. And I'm cool with that, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But my role really is to give give enough confidence, enough capacity, enough knowledge that someone no longer requires than requires a coach and i become more of a mentor or a sounding board mm-hmm. you know they kind of, the, people will talk to me about the decisions they're making about their training and what they need from me is something very different to on monday do this on tuesday do this on wednesday do this mm-hmm. you know they want powerful reflection on on um an output from a session or just how they're feeling or they want to know um you know is this the right thing for me to be doing how do i choose a goal what happened at that session so yeah i'm much more inclined towards independence rather than dependence i think you you're it's risky you know and in in any organization or any um <laughs> any any um when you're working with with anyone establishing dependence is full of risk you know it's mm. full of danger like it's controlling mm. and can be perceived to be manipulative whereas actually establishing independence means that someone genuinely has you know, a capacity to know themselves and do their own thing and that you as a coach are not bothered. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm. hey, this is this is your journey. It's not my journey. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of coaching for independence, not dependence. Mm. 
Don't forget to follow us on social media at Run Alive on whatever social media platform you're on. And please recommend us to other people. That's the one thing that you could do to help us grow this uh, podcast. We really want more and more people to be able to have the opportunity to hear it and learn from the fabulous stories that our guests tell. So in the meantime, subscribe on your favourite podcast app so you don't miss an episode and we will speak to you next week. Bye.